instead of uh, looking for success uh, in order to be happy, try to you know focus on being happy and the success will come. I think that got me thinking about having uh, a job or a business that I can do from anywhere. It doesn't have to be travel blogging. Um, but um, yeah, that started to, uh, you know, when you have a seed in your brain that start to, uh, to grow, that's when it started. What is up, Nomadon Entrepreneurs? Welcome back to another episode of the Nomad Entrepreneur Podcast. And I'm still your beautiful host, Daniel Falunigbe. And if you have been here two times, three times, maybe even if it's just one time, and you're back again to listen to this episode, I think you deserve my thanks and appreciation. And I want to thank you and appreciate you for coming back again, for making this podcast your favorite. Maybe it's not up there yet, but believe me, I am doing my damn best to make sure that I bring you banger episodes every single time. So welcome back. And this episode is no different from the last four episodes that I've been bringing you. It's another fire one. And in this special one, I have a conversation. It's an hour long conversation with Karim Kirachni. Karim is a data nomad through and through, and he's got a wealth of experience building local businesses and even now uh, transitioning into a different kind of business, which we will talk about in this episode and he just dropped a ton of knowledge we talked about you know building local business in cleaning services and just growing that to the point that he was able to you know sell a portion of that business and now switching is focused to a different kind of business and he shared a lot of information a lot of strategy and you know just underlying information that you wouldn't find anywhere else about building these types of local businesses in the cleaning services and just about any uh, local service business, uh, in fact, and we talked about you know life, uh, traveling, getting married. In fact, you know we just got married recently, and he talked about that as well. Uh, we talk about how to find happiness. We talk about uh, working remotely, how to be productive. We even talked about religion and how it gives structure to our lives. And we we had so much conversation ranging across you know many different many different topics and detail nomad remote work uh, landscape and i think this episode is going to be one that you enjoy a lot because uh, i mean you can tell from the energy in the conversation that we were both having fun even though it was past midnight when he was recording that so i want to welcome you again to this episode and i hope you enjoyed as much as i did and if you do, I want to invite you to leave a review, leave us a feedback, because my goal is to make this podcast the go-to uh, resource for data nomads and entrepreneurs or anyone who's trying to build something while traveling or while living their best life. And the only way to do that is to make this podcast as discoverable to as many people as possible. And your feedback allows us to do that. I would very much love to hear from you. And if you have any guest suggestions, or maybe you want to come on this show, shoot me an email at ifdanieldid at gmail.com. That's ifdanieldid at gmail.com. Again, I want to thank you for being a part of this journey. And without further ado, let's get into this conversation with Karim Karachni. But before I do that, hold on, we have to cue the intro. And I'll see you on the other side. Welcome to Nomad Entrepreneur, the podcast for data nomads and remote working entrepreneurs who are living life on their own terms. I'm your host and fellow nomad, Daniel Faunikbe, 
and I'm excited to bring you conversations with inspiring individuals who are building businesses from anywhere in the world. Each episode will dive into their stories, tips and strategies for creating a successful and fulfilling location-independent lifestyles. So grab your headphones, kick back, and join me as I explore the freedom and adventure of the nomadic life. Let's get started. Yeah, so uh, super excited to, to have you on the podcast, Nomad Entrepreneur Karima. Your story is one that I you know really find fascinating. You, obviously, you've been into a lot of things. Uh, you run businesses. You, you know you've taken a lot of risk. Obviously, that has you know paid off. And I love your mantra specifically about you know uh, working, uh, you know living to work versus you know working to live. And you know that's really one of the things I you know want to dive into in this podcast. Obviously, you told me that this conversation can go whichever direction because obviously you have so much to talk about. And I'm really just excited to you know to to, to dive into uh, your story and you know just to uh, see if we can inspire someone you know here in this right now um anyone who's looking to you know work travel build a business and just uh, build a lifestyle around their work and not the other way around so thanks for joining me on the podcast karim excited to have you thank you so much uh, daniel it's uh it's a real pleasure being here and, and specifically i mean i love the uh the the, the concept of your of your show um it's uh, it's on point mm. for my life but i think as you said it's uh it's it's a great uh podcast to inspire others and i'm a big preacher and a big believer in the nomadic lifestyle um specifically for our right. generation uh and you know the the, the next one so uh thank you man you <laughs> <laughs> thank you so uh set the scene for me a little bit uh where are you right now i i know you you know travel quite a bit where in the world are you right now where are you talking to me from yeah so i'm on an island uh, named mm. Penang uh, in uh, in Malaysia, so in Southeast Asia. I've been here for uh, almost exactly four months, um, and I'm gonna be here hopefully for another, you know, four to eight months wow. most likely. Um, and uh, yeah, prior to that, I was in uh, in Kuwait for seven months, and I went back and forth to Saudi Arabia, went to um, Dubai. Um, so th this past year has been very, uh, <laughs> yeah, <lovely. laughs> that's, that's interesting. So, like I said, I'm in uh, Tirana, Albania right now, and I will be flying back to us and I've just been, uh, traveling a lot myself in the last, uh, two years, you know, just, uh, went from having sort of like working in 95, you know, to now, you know, working online and being able to you know see much of the world as possible but yeah you know your story goes back you know many many years when you uh you know moved i believe you know to to canada from france if i read that correctly right. and uh tell me a little bit about you know that you know that move from you know when you were younger living in canada and how all that you know played out in the in, the, in those early years absolutely yeah um so to set the scene, I was born in Canada, in Montreal, uh, but we left when I was two and a half years old. So I don't, I don't remember, uh, but you know, I have the citizenship. Mm -hmm. I knew I had uh, the, uh, the citizenship, but that's it. Uh, we moved back to Algeria. That's where my parents are, uh, are from. Um, and then to France a couple of years later when I was seven. Um, uh, because uh, also uh, part of my family, I, I'm a quarter French and three right. quarters Algerian. Um, so I have those three citizenships, um, and um, uh, but you know never really you know used 
them to uh, besides you know going back and forth to Algeria to visit some fa so the family you know once uh, once a year once every two years. Besides that, I grew up in France from seven till twenty four, wow. so most of my life. Um, but you know, when I was in France, I was um, you know often saying that hey, I'm Canadian. <laughs> it didn't really make sense because I, right. I, I was born in Canada, but I. I had no memories of Canada and whatnot, uh, but uh, I like this identity and this uh, triple, you know, citizenship mm -hmm. and, and being being unique in that sense. So anyhow, fast forward to uh, 2024, I was finishing Did my master's degree uh, in, um, uh, <laughs> sorry, 2014, <laughs> when I was 24. I'm going into the future now. That's <laughs> 2014 when I was 24, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, thank you for catching that. So in 2014, when I was 24, um, I was finishing my master's degree. I, I did an MBA, um, for, you know, in France, but I had to do a semester mm. abroad. So uh, I decided, hey, let's go check out Canada because yeah. you know, I've, I've done that. I was Canadian, but I need to, to actually see that country. So I moved to uh, um, out west to uh, Alberta, mm. which is the province, the second province after, um, uh, sorry, um, British Columbia, B.C., uh, so out west there is BC, then there is Alberta. That's where I landed. It's a it's a, it's a province that is very similar mm. to Texas in a lot of ways. It's full of oil. It's full of cows. It's full of wow, cowboys nice. and country music. Um, so that was really cool. That was a you know right. big change uh, from uh, coming from France. So I did six months there, and um, and because I could, I decided, hey, let's stay a little <laughs> bit longer. <laughs> so I stayed another you know another six months, then you know landed because I just mm. finished my studies. So I decided to uh, to start working. I mean, I had to start working. Um, and my background was in sales, so I've decided to try sales, um, but uh, in English. So I was you know the, an extra challenge, and I had to practice my English this way. Um, so that's what I've done, and and that. Right. Um, not only so i was in I've door been, to door I've, sales i've, I've been so, there done that <laughs> very hard even if it's your yeah. first language um, door door, i was selling you, uh, uh clean energy you've done it. that what, what did you do what did you sell <laughs> oh cool awesome i was in a uh, home security and smart home um uh, oh, yeah, of course. services which was great vivant i don't know if you're familiar with the brand but yeah and so um so the the cool thing as you know in door to door mm -hmm. if you stick to it if you don't give up like 90 percent of uh, you know people right. who start um you actually can make really good money um and um and so um and so that's you know i i, I wouldn't say that i made you know a huge amount but for um a first real job wow. uh, and working four months i made something like 40 grand have been really in four good. months or five months um so um yeah that was that was fun it, it, I, I mean, I was not, I was not the best in the sense of I, I, I know people wow. who made, you know, six figure and even seven figures in a summer, um, and and there are ways to uh, to to do that. But uh, uh, yeah, that's besides the point. My point being, I I've done that, worked hard, and with you know with my uh, mm -hmm. with my teammates, we're like, let's go travel because now we have a bunch of money, we're young, so we went to uh, to Southeast Asia, traveled for right. about five six months in all those you know countries in Southeast Asia, <laughs> and that's really where I caught the, the ah, travel bug, <laughs> and I have it to this day. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, and so um, and so I've done that for a couple of years, for about three years. Um, I traveled for you know mm. about six months, came back to Canada, worked for about four or five months, <laughs> uh, made a bunch of money, and went to spend it all again uh, in uh, in travels, um, which was nice and fun. Yeah. But when you're well, nice and fun when you're young, when you're not married, when you don't have kids, and and mm. so on. Uh, but I, I figured it was not sustainable, so I I. 
I cut the the mindset. I, I started to have this mindset of, you know, I don't want to wait for uh, to be 60, 70 years old to potentially enjoy my life and start traveling and so on. If I'm still alive, if I have, you know, good pension or whatever, um, right. <laughs> nothing wrong, by the way, for people who, <laughs> who think this way, but that was not for me. Um, and, and so, um, uh, but, but on the other hand, you know, uh, working for a few months, making a bunch of money, then going to spend it all uh, in, in travels and, and, and so on was not sustainable long term. So I started thinking, hey, I should find a way to um, to make it sustainable. And the best way, I mean, as I was traveling, you know, I was seeing some uh, digital nomads and I was seeing some specifically some uh, uh, right. travel influencers, you know, various like, travel bloggers and so on. Um, so I started looking into that. Um, never really did anything into that but i started looking into that and i think that got me thinking about having mm. uh, a job or a business that i can do from anywhere it doesn't have to be travel blogging um but um yeah right. that started to uh you know when you have a seed in your brain that start to uh, to grow that's when it started um so again fast forward a few years i moved out east uh halifax nova scotia in, uh, on the east coast literally on the uh, atlantic coast um great city loved it they said i i thought that could be a place uh, where um, i could see myself you know settling down you know uh, eventually right. um so i started a business there my first real business mine uh, i've helped some some friends before uh with their businesses but uh, this one was was actually mine and so it was a cleaning company so something you know very modest very um not not necessarily glamorous but that was a great way mm. to learn how to start a business and how to run a business um and that was also the opportunity, you know, as I was growing it, um, right. my goal was to remove myself from the process, uh, not working in the business, not having myself a job, but having myself a business that I can run um, mm -hmm. and decide to work on it or not, you know. Um, so the first year and a half, two years of the business, we're focused on, on that, not necessarily to go travel again, because I was really enjoying, you know, this uh, entrepreneur uh, lifestyle. And mm -hmm. even though I was working 15 plus hours a day. Um, that was something I, re right. I was really enjoying having this, you know, my baby that I can, I can grow, uh, in, in any direction I want and the, even the challenges that come with it and so on. Um, but as I was, so we're, we're now in 2021, 2020, yeah, 2021. Um, that's when really I realized, okay, I think I am I'm, I'm pretty much, uh, fully hands off. I had, a great team, uh, a manager that was not only running the business, but actually growing <laughs> it. Um, her name was Peggy. Shout out to Peggy if she hears that. Um, and, um, and I had assistant manager, admin, and so on. I even um, started a, another branch for that business in Ottawa with a, a business partner who is uh, um, one of my best friends. We've decided to let's copy this model to another city. But at that point, I mean, everything I was doing was from home. So that's when uh, the, the idea of taking this show on the road, um, uh, you know, came to, uh, I wouldn't say came to fruition, but came to a point where I, I started thinking about it seriously, uh, looking at uh, countries where I, I, could, um, uh, I, could, I could be starting to, uh, you know, to travel to and so on and so forth. Um, then last year, um, so actually, not end of 2021, early 2022, I started another business. Not, I, I wasn't planning on it, but just a big opportunity came uh, came my way. So uh, I've decided to, uh, to 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 jump into it. So I started another business, um, which is 
the one I'm doing right now. It's uh, it's with PropertyGuys.com. Uh, I I'm in, uh, in charge of franchise development in uh, Massachusetts for uh, for PropertyGuys.com. So I'm looking for franchisee basically to to champion a property guys model in uh, in in Massachusetts. Um, and as I was starting this business, I thought, hey, Steammates, my cleaning company. I'm not really uh, needed in the business, so there is no problem in installing this other one. But as I, you know, started it, it actually required a lot more of my time, my energy, and and, and so on. So um, uh, I um, I figured I should sell my cleaning company first in order to focus fully on on, on property guys, um, and that kept me, you know, uh, grounded for one more year uh, last year in um, in Halifax, and um, now. You know, to conclude with this whole <laughs> this whole journey, um, and, and an extra fun thing happened happened to me. Oh, wow! Uh, I <laughs> met my wife remotely. <laughs> I actually met her parents. I've been introduced to her parents, uh, who live near near me, and we were part of the same uh, same mosque and same community, Muslim community. Um, anyways, we uh, we got introduced. Um, I was looking to get married, um, and uh, she she wasn't. <laughs> her parents wanted her to get married, but she wasn't ready. Um, anyways, introduced us, and you know, right away we knew, literally from the first time, second time we we, wow. thought we knew were the uh, the right right fit. But I see. she was in Kuwait. I was in Canada. So for uh, for three and a half months we were talking remotely. We knew we were going to get married, and and but we, we we went you know through the process, getting to know one another and goals and values and so on. Um, and uh, wow. a year ago exactly, so August last year, I uh, I went to Kuwait to meet her in person, but also to uh, to start preparing the the, the wedding. And uh, <laughs> September eight, which is next week um we uh <laughs> so september 8th of last year uh we got married our family you know uh came we had something very uh, small and intimate but uh um we did uh, married and, and and got married there so i was i was in kuwait had my businesses in canada right um she was working there so i couldn't you know bring her to canada she had to do all, obviously also the uh uh, all the uh, immigration process wow. and so on. So, um, so I studied <laughs> Kuwait, <laughs> and that was the very you know surprising start of my um, right. nomadic uh, lifestyle. You know, uh, digital nomad lifestyle um, <laughs> came from the fact that I got married abroad, yeah. and everything you know everything resulted to that. My businesses where uh, I was working remotely already, um, and um, and uh, and yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, now a year later, we we lived in Kuwait for seven months together. Traveled to a few countries. Uh, we went to Dubai. We went to Saudi that's, Arabia. That's awesome, man. That's that's, that's so much within uh, you know within a lot of years and so many to unpack there. You know, you talked about <laughs> working in sales and using that. You know, you, of course, you made some money, traveled a little bit. Um, then you started your own business. And I really, you know, just want to start with that where, you know, you thought about you know, starting the cleaning business because quite a, I, it's quite interesting because I, uh, I had a conversation with uh, someone on this podcast. I think it's like uh, two, maybe three like two episodes before before this one and it, we were talking about you know they have a cleaning franchise and you know we were talking about yes yes um it's called uh made oh, this really? uh the owner uh neil oh you, know, you did yeah <laughs> i saw it yeah i saw it on yeah very similar to, uh, to, to what you're talking about now list. and i just want to you know get your uh your thoughts on this 
starting this type of business, right? Because a lot of people, we overlook uh, the idea of starting a local business, for example. You know, as young people, we are so drawn into, you know, everybody wants to start an online business, want to, you know, make this internet money, right? While not looking at, you know, uh, this blue ocean mm -hmm. opportunity that lie in local business services, because these are businesses mm -hmm. that everybody needs. I mean, it doesn't, Absolutely. I don't care how advanced AI becomes. AI is not going to go fix your, your, you know, your, yep. your leaky faucet or your, <laughs> you know, so what led you Absolutely. to thinking there yeah. might be an opportunity here and what were the first initial processes like from say ideation to actually um implementing on this idea and we'll talk about you know the next steps which is of course having your first customers and making that for initial money uh, later on but talk to me about initially how that idea came to be and Absolutely. how you you know just went ahead and implemented it Yeah, no, that's a great no, question. And by the way, I it, it's great. I love to hear I, stories I like this. You know, <laughs> it gives me a you know a great uh, platform to you know to set the conversation awesome. and just set the tone. So that was that was great. Don't don't apologize for that. <laughs> great, great. I'm I'm glad. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that's that's a great question. So I mean, um, really straight up, I um, the opportunity just you know came. came I hmm. didn't come to me, but I mean actually came to me from the fact that I was still working with Vivent. I was still, you know, doing uh, um, um, home security, smart home. I actually came out west, uh, out east to Halifax with the idea mm -hmm. to open uh, a branch there, you know, an office there for Vivent. And, um, and so as I was, you know, networking and meeting people, realtors, property managers, and so on, um, I, I got maybe within a week, three people wow. telling me, Hey, do you know any uh, good cleaners? I need cleaner for my clean for my building or cleaners for for my uh, for my client. And I tried I a bunch see. of people on Kijiji. Kijiji is the equivalent of Craigslist in Canada. <clears throat> so I've tried a few people on, on on Kijiji, and they all suck. I literally heard that sentence you know, a few times. And and when when you're open to opportunities, and I think that's that's a mindset that you uh, that um, you have to develop. Mm. It's not necessarily something that most people have um you know naturally um but you have to 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 grow your mind in looking for opportunities and and um and capturing you know those opportunities so i saw something uh, a demand in a market a demand that didn't have you know enough supplies um and um and so that was the first the the, the first uh spark um but similarly and in parallel to to that i um i was having a conversation with another serial entrepreneur um who was in the, in the service industry and who we were chatting about uh, steam cleaners, you know, steam, steam, uh, steam machine uh, that allows you to do all type of cleaning with no wow. chemicals. It's pressured steam, very hot steam, and <laughs> you can degrease your oven. You can clean your windows. You can clean your floors. Anyhow. Um, so I kind of matched those two things and, uh, and purchased, I didn't have much money at, at that time, but I purchased a, a pretty expensive commercial steamer and I made the whole brand, around um uh, whole brand and, and uh, offering and services around that so uh, uh the fact wow. that we were eco-friendly we were the only one having that machine <clears throat> in the province um and being able to do all kind of cleaning with no chemicals you know if you have young kids if you have pets and so on uh there is no chemicals you know coming in your house so that's how the business started that's how i started promoting it the name of the yeah. company is steam mates uh, which is you know the mates of steam and it's also ah. almost a palindrome so you can read it the same both ways which is pretty sweet um and um 
and and yeah, that's that's how it started. So really, the supply and demand. When when you see an opportunity, um, I mean, look into it. You don't have to jump into it. But my my uh, advice would be to to look for opportunities. Not necessarily something that you're going to get into, but to uh, as you're talking to other professionals, friends, and so on, to 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 get your mind thinking. Um, is there something I can do here? Uh, what would be, you know, what would be kind of the, the business model, the business plan for that? How can I make money, you know, with this idea? It doesn't have to be something um, very unique. Uh, you know, for you're, you're the first person thinking about that. No, it can be something, you know, as basic as, um, quote unquote, basic as cleaning services, mm. you know, plumbing services, uh, you know, landscaping, whatever it might be. Um, and as you're, you know, you, you do that regularly, you do some, you learn how to do some market research, some, you know, crushing the numbers and whatnot. Over time, you're actually going to be able to do mm. it like in a matter of seconds, just in your head. Like right now, you give me, you tell me about an opportunity or a business or something. I can, you know, pretty much see um, right. instinctively, you know, the type of expenses, uh, the uh, the potential ROI, uh, potential mm. revenue and so on. Right. It might not be fully accurate, but at least, you know, I got my mind um, uh, working this way. And then, you know, if it's something for you, obviously you can dig a little bit deeper. You can do some deeper research and and, uh, and so on. But um, yeah, uh, so all of that to say, that would be my, you know, my advice. Then from there, you, you talked about, you know, first clients and so on. Um, as I said, at that time, I didn't have much money to spend right. in that. I didn't have money, you know, to invest in a business. And that's one of the thing with the cleaning industry and others. You can really start with, you know, right. very little money, like 500 bucks, $1,000. You buy, you know, cleaning kit and you go and you do some cleanings hmm. and then you grow on profit. Uh, that's what I did. You know, I, I had my other job. I kind of put it on the side. I was doing it, you know, um, I'd say part-time. Um, and I have decided to focus in learning how to clean in, uh, obviously I had sales experience. So finding clients was not the hardest part, but, um, but learning how to clean and then how to manage the business, you know, the, um, finding a, you know, right. software for the scheduling, for the, the bookkeeping, for the, you know, the, the marketing, the website, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, that came, you know, as we go and you have to be willing to be uncomfortable. You have to be willing to learn, on the spot to make mistakes and you know and and get back up quickly all of that and all of that comes with um uh starting a business whatever the industry whatever the size of the business um so if you're comfortable with that and i'm very comfortable <laughs> i think it's one of the you know really important uh, skills to have especially <laughs> if you want to go down this path of entrepreneurship there's going to be a very i mean lots of uncomfortable moments so if you're not willing to you know just suck up to that i, I don't think you know entrepreneurship is something that's going to work so you said you know you have to like go get your first customers you actually do the actual cleaning you know and whatnot and at what point did you realize that, you know what, uh, this might actually be working? This, I'm actually onto something here. Was there a moment where you came to that realization where you're thinking, damn, mm. I, maybe I cracked this code? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I'm trying to look back because that is a very good question. I would say, I mean, it's probably when, so about six months after I started and, you know, we were doing great from the start. I mean, the, the, I was filling the schedule quite well. And as I said, I was doing most of the cleaning. I started hiring some helpers and then started delegating more and more. Uh, but for the first, for the entire first year, I was either doing the cleaning myself or um, being involved in the cleaning hands-on. But about six months in, 
Um, so we're talking early summer 2029. <laughs> they were going to travel into the future here at some point. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I don't know what's going on today. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? So you're technically like, like in the future now. <laughs> so you have to be patient with me. <laughs> but yeah, about six months in 2019, um, that's when I heard I had my first big client uh, in the sense um, it was already the... Um, uh, the largest short-term rental uh, property management company in the city, mm. um, i.e. Wow. they managed a bunch of Airbnb. They had maybe 60 Airbnb that they were managing. It was the summer, so they were super booked. So right off the bat, we went from, I don't know, I'm going to give you a number in terms of revenue from uh, from maybe you know $5,000, $6,000 wow. in revenue a month to twenty or twenty-five um, in a matter of, of days or weeks. So I had to double you know double down hire three times more people start managing start you know uh that was you know a lot of headaches but that was super exciting not only from the fact that obviously you know suddenly i was making a bunch of money um but uh also from the fact that i was you know starting hiring a bunch of people and some were great and some you know were seeing right. this as their long-term you know long-term job or at least the next few years um and the, i think the realization was when i had some employees full-time that were making hmm. you know great living and that was their livelihood wow. they had their mortgage based on that they had their you know their their family relying on it and i realized it's not just me anymore and it's not just some people to whom you know I, that i you know pay cash or pay you know mm -hmm. some some side money no this is a real like a real job for a bunch of people um so right <laughs> this responsibility kind of you know came to <laughs> came to slap me in the face and um and i was obviously taking it seriously but i i've decided to actually expand and really see it as this is my next, you know, five or 10 years. This is a real business that I want to grow. I want to grow across the country. I want to take, you know, 50% market shares in each city, et cetera, et cetera. So um, I think it was around that time. So six months, six months in. And since, I mean, we've been growing wow. um, 150% each year for the first few years. Um, and uh, after COVID, we kind of, um, so after yeah, 2021, 2022, last year, we kind of uh, stabilized. Um, and, mm -hmm. and this year as well, we've been very um, uh, stable and, uh, and and solid. Great, you know, again, great team. And the, 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 the people within your business, whether it is subcontractors or freelancers or whatever, or employees that, uh, mm -hmm. that, you, that you have, really make or break the business. I, I cannot um, uh, highlight that enough. The, uh, um, all your attention should be on, your, on, on getting the right people and on uh, nurturing um, uh, your uh, your team, your employees, awesome, uh, the so, culture, I, so I mean, so that, that, just to dive know, a little bit deeper into like the technical aspects of these things, like what really makes each uh, thing work, because you're, I mean, this is sort of like a marketplace. I mean, you have to find, you know, customers and you have to deliver the service, right? And I think in a business like this, finding the clients is sort of like the hardest job so for anyone listening to this right now maybe wanting to give this a try um how 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 would you say how do you feel your calendar you know on a consistent basis i know i mean we're talking about marketing now how what do you find to be the most reliable consistent way to fill your calendars with you know bookings and stuff you know, things of that nature is it word of mouth is it like you know google ads uh, referrals what is it have you done that's worked really well 
Yeah, um, great question. So I would say first off, right off the bat, it, it's pretty uh, different from one industry to another, from one job to from one company to another. But what I'm going to say is, um, you know, pretty general and, and can can work for a lot of businesses and a lot of uh, industries. Um, so one thing that I'm I'm really big on. Uh, from my background, maybe from my personality as well, uh, mm. is networking, you know, building a network locally, nurturing those relationships with a whole bunch of professionals um, all over, you know, all over town um, in a whole bunch of industries. Because not only, so there are a bunch of benefits to that. So not only it's fun to do business by, you know, going to, to events and meeting groups and meeting people and, um, and, and having coffee with them and getting to know them and see how you can help them out, how you can be of value to them. And when you do so right. and you do so consistently, it always comes back to you one way or another. You know, there is this uh, reciprocity factor that makes that if you're sending some leads and, and introductions and, um, uh, and helping, you know, other business owners, you're going to be top of their mind whenever they hear uh, anything, whether it's cleaning related or whatever your industry is. Um, so networking is something really big, uh, really big on. And on top of that, you, 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 you suddenly have, you know, a whole bunch of mm. professionals for whatever you need or whatever your clients need. You know, you ask me, you know, an insurance guy, a realtor, right. a property manager, uh, you know, whatever it might be, social media. I have, you know, uh, at least two handful of great professionals that I can vouch for um, all over, you know, at this point, all over Canada and all over the U.S. Um, so uh, having this great network um, and whatever you need, you know, people in it. Um, uh, that's, that's, that's a lot of value as well. So anyhow, networking, something I, 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 I highly recommend to, uh, to, to anyone. And by the way, after this, I mean, there will be my contact info somewhere. People are welcome to, uh, to reach out, even if they just want to, to right. chat and get some advice on how to network. Yeah, well, absolutely. That's, that's something that's, that's right an offer way. that they I would take up event, personally for sure. Card, <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. And anytime you have my number now, <laughs> um, so networking, besides that, uh, having some kind, if, you know, if possible, um, having some kind of uh, sales experience, specifically mm. direct sales experience, can be door-to-door, -door, can be cold calling, can be something right. not, you know, being in a store and waiting for people to come to buy shoes, but actually, you know, finding some clients, B2B or B2C, um, at least a year of proper experience with proper training, um, you would agree on that, I'm sure. Absolutely. It's extremely valuable, no matter the industry, no matter what you want to do in life. Um, so having that, you know, I, I've had that, and I've, even in France, I was doing some, uh, some sales then in, uh, in, you know, door-to-door -door in Canada and so on. Then I, I started hiring and training sales. So sales has been my, you know, my expertise for 13-plus for years now. Um, obviously, you know, I, I use that, uh, the, the, this skill um, when I started mm. my business. So I was doing some door-to-door, -door, going to meet some business, some businesses, some business owners, some restaurants and stores and so on and see if they needed any cleaning. I've got some great contracts out of that. Um, I, was, um, I wasn't doing cold calling at that time, but long story short, you know, having this, this sales ability um, right. will open the doors when you're starting a business. It is, um, uh, it is very, very important. Um, then beside that, you mentioned Google Ads. Yes, uh, for us, Google Ads have been something very consistent. Uh, where when you have some good ads that you, you've worked on uh, either with a, a professional or even Google, uh, a lot of people don't know that Google has have right. Google consultants uh, that will reach out to you or you can reach out to them and they will help you, you know, make the best ad, Absolutely. make the best out of your ads because it's actually super technical. Yeah. Uh, you can go, 
you know, deep into Google ads. But once you have those ads, um, at this point for us, uh, it's literally just a matter of right. increasing or decreasing the budget depending on how much more, you know, uh, uh, flow you, uh, and traffic you, you want to get. And if you want people going to your website or if you want actual leads, people calling, etc., there is all type of, you know, um, uh, Google ads specificities and criteria and so on. So Google ads is pretty big across any industries um now um with uh, mm-hmm. with property guys because i've talked a lot about my cleaning business but my main focus over the past you know year and a half has been property guys um uh, franchise in, in massachusetts um that has been i mean that was an opportunity for me to try uh, a bunch of new things because with teammates pretty much everything i tried worked and it was at much smaller scale um with property guys it was statewide right. Um, in a whole new market for for the for the company, and so um, I've tried lead generation. Wouldn't advise it. Um, for Absolutely. you know, often it's it's very expensive, and you don't you don't get that great results. Um, I've tried. Uh, what else did I do? Uh, social media, you know, um, posting and advertising. It's not. It's also not necessarily for every uh, every industries. Uh, you know, Facebook, Instagram. We, we've got some leads, but they weren't great. So what I've discovered recently and uh, have mm. brought some really good results is LinkedIn outreach for a lot of B two B businesses. Um, it's simply to go on LinkedIn. You can I, I advise to get the the premium you know version. Um, it's like eighty ninety bucks a month, but um, that allows you to do some very uh, targeted ser- targeted right. searches for you know the exactly who is who is your uh, your type of client and finding all of them uh within you know within your area within your state or whatever um and simply reaching out to them sending them a message hey um i'm uh, i'm karim i'm uh, you know we're in the same industry we have some mutual connections mm. let's chat let's have you know let's have a virtual coffee as we call it uh, or you can be a little bit more aggressive and be like hey i have this service from what i see i know you would need it uh let's uh, let's connect and I'll tell you more Again, depending on your level of comfort, but LinkedIn outreach would be uh, my my other uh, uh, big advice if uh, you are in B two B. And all of that, by the way, you can do from anywhere. Right. Networking now since COVID, it's pretty much um, you, you can find a ton of networking groups and events online. Um, Google Ads can do from from anywhere. Absolutely, man. So you kind of from anywhere. Uh, you know, segue into you know, well. property guys, which is what I you know want to talk about next. Uh, you've had this previous business that you know you've been successful with. Uh, congrats on that. You know, you sold your I mean some stake in that to focus on other things. And now what you are really focused yeah. on is property guys first tell me what property guys is and how did you you know get into that you know what was what was the idea behind going into a completely different uh industry from what you already you know did before mm-hmm. that's right yeah um yeah absolutely so um property guys was um uh, an opportunity brought to me by my accountant for having a coffee, mm. you know, um, uh, networking style. And he uh, he told me about that opportunity, which is different from what I, I, I'm doing now, uh, what he brought to me. So I'm not even going to go in detail, but that's what I really discovered uh, the company and the model. Um, and, you know, as I told you over the years, I developed my mind to to kind of assess opportunities. And, you know, right off the bat, <laughs> what he was telling me was 
almost like too good to be true. Um, you know, it's a company that, uh, so to, in a nutshell, Property Guys offers a different mm. way of doing real estate, of buying and selling real estate. As you probably know, most, you know, in North America to, to sell a property, for instance, um, you, uh, to sell your house, to Absolutely. sell your commercial property, you have to get a realtor. That's, you know, a known fact, and it's been the same for like a hundred plus years. Um, and you pay a commission and then you get a lawyer and you get a photographer, you get a stager and so on and so forth. Um, it's quite pricey nowadays to sell any kind of property. I mean, anywhere from right. you know, 20 grand all the way to maybe 80 grand. Um, and, and all of that is, um, you know, money that should stay in your Absolutely. pocket because all of that is based on the value of your property. You know, it's a commission. So if you have a million dollar property, you're going to, you know, you're going to spend at least 50 K. Um, so, um, so that's what property guys came to fix. You know, they believe, we believe that, uh, the, the real estate model, um, in the real estate industry is broken in essence and we need to do things differently. So what property guys does, um, it allows you to choose the level of control you want first off in, in the process of selling your property and um, to save a ton of money because you don't pay based on the value mm. of your property, but you pay based on the services that you get. So in other words, um, you choose a package that contains all the service that you need, you know, again, stager, appraiser, photographer, uh, inspector, listing on, on all platforms like Zillow, MLS, you know, all the exposure, the marketing, showings uh, for a, a lawyer etc so all of that is included for a wow. one-time flat fee typically five grand doesn't matter if you have a mansion uh, or uh, a condo you know um, a piece of land so it's the it's the same for for everyone right um, so i mean it's very much a no-brainer a no-brainer wow. <laughs> you can get the same uh, result yeah i i, I wonder less. about the <laughs> so uh, you know the legal loophole that you had to solve because correct me if I'm wrong. Um, there's this, I mean, of course the traditional way of, you know, buying and selling property, you have to go to a realtor, right? Now you're going into that industry and disrupting the way things have been done traditionally. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing there must have been some pushback from the establishment uh, or from the you know big guys in this industry that you're trying to disrupt. You know, the the Remax of this world, the uh, you know real estate brokers that have been so yeah. you know that have been controlling this landscape. I mean, what is what is the challenge mm -hmm. with that? Talk 100%. to me about it, because like you said, it almost sounds too good to be true. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'll, um, I'll finish in a minute on, on exactly what I do with property guys, because I'm not, um, uh, I'm not, I'm not an employee of property guys. I'll explain in a, in a second okay. exactly what I yeah, do. Please. Actually, you know what, I'm going to start with that. If you don't mind, I'll answer your question in just a, just a second. Um, cause right now I was explaining what property guys is, um, and what it has mm. been for 25 years. So it is not a new model or a new company. It's been very successful in Canada wow. for over 25 years. It's everywhere from coast to coast. It's just as big as Remax or Keller Williams in, in Canada. Um, and from a business standpoint, it is a franchise model, meaning a franchisee, for those who don't know, a franchise is basically a business that you own, but that you operate under the umbrella, right. under the brand um, ABC, in this case, property guys. And so what you get as a exactly. franchisee, you don't, you, you don't have to start a business from scratch. So it's a great opportunity for someone who wants to start a business, but don't you know, really want to start from scratch and, and fail uh, like a lot of business do. So in this case, you're basing yourself on a known brand, uh, on a database of clients, on set systems and processes that have been perfected over the years, but also a whole bunch of um, support. Mm -hmm. Like the marketing is usually 
provided by the company uh you know the website lead generation uh the products you know depending on on the on the on the on the franchise on the brand anyway so you start with you know a lot of advantage compared to uh to to most uh most business businesses and and startups so anyhow in the case of property guys uh, a franchisee owns uh a territory a piece of the map where right. he's exclusive so he's literally one out of one uh, when you mentioned Remax, in in any given city, uh, a Remax office uh, might have you know two or three hundred agents, and there is usually two or three Remax offices right. um, in uh, within the same city. So we're talking you know a whole bunch of people who have the same offering, the same value pro- proposition, working in the same office, all in competition. So as a franchisee mm. of property guys, first off, you're one out of one. Any lead, wow. any client within your territory, they're yours. So that's that's a pretty big deal. On top of the fact that as a franchisee, your offering, your value proposition is vastly different than everyone else. So you stand out from the crowd. Um, and, um, and so in, in this case, obviously, anyone who, uh, who hears of the model, hears of the brand, you know, um, and, or just, you know, want to save money. Um, <laughs> of course. I mean, I'm talking save a lot of money. <laughs> um, usually, you know, they, they, they come towards this model and they are your clients automatically. So that's kind of the idea with being, uh, being a franchisee. And as a franchisee, again, compared to an agent, you actually work on a large volume of clients. You don't just work with four, five, six listings wow. a year. You actually work with, on average, around 100 listings a year. And also 100 buyers and 100, you know, renters. So very large volume of, uh, uh, of clients. So now what do I do with all of that? I'm not a franchisee myself. I'm actually right. in charge of franchise development within Massachusetts. So I'm looking for, um, for people who will be championing this model in their local community everywhere in Eastern Mass. Um, and, um, and, and it's been right. great to bring, you know, to bring such an amazing model uh, to, to a, brand new, uh, a brand new market. Because it's just like you know, being with yeah. Netflix or Airbnb or Uber you know, 20 years ago. Um, you're, you're disrupting the industry, as you said earlier, um, and an industry that really you know, needs disruption. Um, yeah, I mean, I think me my, my question, Sorry, I, 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 yeah, I think you answered it. it <laughs> like, uh, what, I mean, what, what challenges are there, I mean, to, to, to overcome, I mean, to, to overcome yeah. if you're coming yeah. into this industry that is traditionally mm-hmm. championed by, you know, all of this, you know, big uh, operators. Right. Yeah, so that, that's a great question. And yeah, thank you for reminding me. So yeah, there obviously has been some pushback. Uh, because you know, I'm I'm disrupting. Where uh, I mean, property guys and myself are disrupting um, right. a, an industry that has been set in its ways for for you know for literally over a hundred years. Um, but you have to realize that not only there is a real demand. Again, once again, just like for the uh, the cleaning company, there is about uh, at least ten percent of hmm. sellers who already yes. want to sell That's on their real, own. Yes, uh, it's called for sale by owner, FISBO. Um and so they already made the decision they want to sell on their own. Um, they, because they don't want to right. pay a big commission, because they've had a bad experience before, whatever the reason might be. So mm. already 10% of the market needs our service, and there is no one else out there doing what we do. So it's very unique. Um, but on top of that, there is you know a lot of um, the uh, the traditional sellers um, that just don't know that right. there is you know another alternative way of doing out there. So a large portion of the market, and I'm talking anywhere in North America. Um, you know, maybe 15, maybe 20, maybe, you know, in some places, 50% of the market needs or would, you know, uh, uh, accept this, um, uh, this model. There are some territories, there are some areas where we have 50%, wow. over 50% market share. So just, you know, uh, to, to prove that, uh, 
uh, to prove that. Um, but now to answer your question, yes, there has been some some pushback specifically from agents, yeah, uh, who. Uh, who uh, either think that we're going to take, you know, to take their um, um, their, their their client base, um, think that you know what we're um, uh, what we're doing um, is not um, mm-hmm. um, is not as valuable as what they do, whatever you know, whatever it might be. But surprisingly, <laughs> um, not as many as I thought. A lot of agents uh, that I talked to were actually quite friendly to to the idea, and actually a lot of agents even agreed with uh, with the, the the fact that right. the system of commission is outdated. I mean, there is more and more discount brokerages already, like brokerages that offer 3%, 2%, maybe even 1%. So that means the industry is going towards that direction of, you know, right. kicking out the, uh, the, 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 percent, the, the, the commission, right? Um, and, uh, and in which case, property guys is a good alternative. And you know what I found out actually about six, seven months ago, uh, that's when I really started getting some, uh, some good traction, some good success. Instead of avoiding hmm talking to agents, which I was doing initially, I didn't want to talk to yeah, agents. Yeah, like, you know, to, kick the ornate's uh, nest, like they say. Feelings or anything. <laughs> uh, exactly. I actually did the exact opposite. I decided to, you know what? Out of the hundreds of franchisees that we've had over the years, uh, mm. majority of them actually came from the real estate industry. Um, so I, I turned things around and say, no, I'm actually going to target specifically agents uh, real estate brokers, uh, mortgage brokers, and basically people in the industry, and specifically agents, um, exactly. and, um, because they are a perfect fit for what we do. Uh, when you think when you think about it, not not only they have usually a passion for the industry, they have good knowledge of the industry and the market, uh, but on top of that, the vast majority right. of agents they're barely making a living, or they're just making a living. But majority of them are not where they'd like to be financially, um, uh, work life balance wise um and um and so being a franchisee is an ex- an excellent opportunity uh, for them because they typically would make a lot more income um mm. they would be business owners instead of contractors they wouldn't just go from one deal to the other as they do uh, but they actually own a business that has value and they will grow that value and then wow. potentially sell their business for like 10 times more <clears throat> so that's you know that's a pretty big deal um and i mean just um the fact that they're going to be bringing so right. much more value to so much more clients, so many more clients, um, if they really care about real estate. Yeah, absolutely. And, and clients, looking back in hindsight, I, I think, route I mean, correct them. me if I'm wrong here. Uh, it only makes sense that you talk to these people who, like you said, have uh, knowledge of the industry, passion for the industry, and are not currently where they want to be financially. I think these three ingredients are, you know, just like the perfect ingredient for the kind of people that you're looking for who would be interested in, you know, getting a franchise. And, you know, that uh, you know, leads me to, you know, the next question, which I think it answers itself. And that would be like, who is this business model perfect for, you know? And I think, <laughs> you know, and, and, and you know, I think <laughs> whoever possessed these three ingredients would be a perfect fit for, you know, being a franchisee. Uh, am I am I right to say that? Mm-hmm. That that's correct. So so I I kind of put them in. Um, okay two main buckets <laughs> or, or, or three. So um, uh, what I call buckets, I mean, I don't know if it's uh, <laughs> the, the right term, but basically, yeah, people, actually not three, the um, real estate agents, mortgage mm. brokers, uh, real estate lawyers, 
those are kind of the prime um, target, the prime candidate, because of the reasons that we just mentioned. You know, uh, in fact, uh, mortgage brokers and real estate lawyers, um, they can really maximize um, their profit and their income because not only they're franchisee, but they also, you know, continue being right. mortgage brokers sorry, mortgage brokers or lawyers or whatever. Um, and so they actually can double dip. Uh, they can, you, you know, have those franchisees using their right. service as mortgage or lawyer um, and vice versa. So that's a great way to maximize profit. So anyhow, that, that bucket, um, uh, real estate agents, real estate brokers, mortgage brokers, real estate lawyers, and, and similar, you know, similar professions. The second one is... Um, uh, entrepreneurs, business owners, uh, investors, you know, people who already, you know, have one right. or two or 10 businesses and are looking for their next opportunity. Well, that's, you know, that's a great um, addition to their portfolio, especially if they are in an industry that is close to, um, uh, to a real exactly. estate, like, you know, cleaning, someone who owns a good cleaning company is looking for another venture in real estate. They don't necessarily want to get their real estate wow. license because as a franchisee, you don't need a real estate license. Um, you, you know, you can very much, again, maximize your profit with your two or three businesses. Um, and the third bucket, uh, just anyone who's looking to start right. a business, but doesn't know how or doesn't know what or doesn't want to start from scratch. I mean, there are so many people who are sick of their nine to five. They want to be entrepreneurs. It's kind of uh, trendy nowadays, um, but they don't have the right idea. They don't want, you know, to, they, they don't, maybe don't have yeah. the uh, quote unquote courage to, to start from thing, something from scratch that 20% chance might fail. Um, so in this case, they, they, they tend to look into uh, franchise because franchise, again, it's a known, model, brand, uh, system, and so on. Um, and if they're looking into franchise and they have some inclination towards um, uh, real estate, I mean, there is no per no better fit because besides right. that, what is it, <laughs> owning uh, a real estate brokerage Absolutely. like Remax? Uh, I mean, you need years of experience as an agent and so on. It's super expensive, like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, uh, property gas franchise, to give you an idea, with less than 100K, not only you can own your territory, but wow. operate it for the first six, uh, the first year, actually. Um, so it, it's really very, um, it's made yeah. affordable. Um, and that's, it's highly that's, that's really awesome, it's, man. It's I mean, and, you know, so, you kind of, um, yeah, yeah, I, I mean, kind of alluded to it, too, because I was going to ask you, uh, you know, what, what, you know, financial profile are you looking for when you're looking for, you know, uh, uh, prospects f for this kind of businesses? And you're saying less than with less than 100K, you can get it started and, you know, run it for, you know, for a good amount of time. Yeah. Yeah. And 100K, I mean, you might not have obviously 100K <laughs> lying around. I don't. But you, you, you can, you know, a lot of people get a loan, get uh, this, mm -hmm. this, uh, this business is SBA approved. Uh, which is a special type of loan for, you know, small uh, uh, businesses and startups and so on. So, um, uh, or, you know, getting an investor, getting uh, someone who, uh, who invests in you, believes in you, uh, or business partner that want to come uh, on board with you. Just before actually our conversation, I was on the call with a, a great potential franchisee um, and she's uh, in insurance. Um, and, right. um, and want to continue, you know, being uh, an intern. She loves it. Been doing that for 20 years. Um, and, uh, so I was telling her, I mean, we were discussing the idea of, uh, either going in business with her husband or with a business partner that, you know, they would share the initial investment and they would share, uh, the, uh, the workload, um, and share the profit. A lot of franchisees yeah. actually are what we call power couple. So spouses, brothers and sisters, uh, you know, um, business partners, um, and uh, and they work really well because they can have kind of a That's side, great. A side and, business. And what and, say um, for example, what is the potential of say someone 
having this kind of business or investing in this kind of business and um, say they want something that can be a little bit hands off in the future. Maybe they just want this to run, um, you know, uh, you know, or yeah. they just want it to run independently so of their asked. involvement. Of course, it's not saying that you're going <laughs> to plug into this and you're just going to leave it running by itself. It still requires some, some looking after in the initial days, but is there like an opportunity for someone to want to go that route? Maybe just, uh, just, just be, Absolutely. just leave it automated kind of. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I'm so glad you asked because I wanted to uh, to actually <laughs> Absolutely, that right. since obviously it's also on topic with uh, with your podcast. Um, yeah. So so I mean, uh, for property as franchisee, there there has been many uh, that um, that took their that that basically became remote. I'm not going to call it passive income because yeah, it's uh, um, I I don't think it is wise to own a business and just not do anything at all you know uh in it you you, you want you want to yeah but being remote um that's absolutely uh, doable um but exactly as you as you said uh, not right away uh you're you're starting a franchise even if you buy an existing franchise um you want to be hands-on for right. you know um the first six months one year whatever long it might be depending on your involvement in it um you uh you, you should be involved getting getting it off the ground and starting creating i mean um, obviously, it comes with a set of systems and processes, but then you kind of adapt it to, to you, to your market, and so on. Um, and so to start looking into uh, being remote, um, uh, whether, you know, it is a property gas franchise or really any business, it does take some time. It does take, right. I, I want to say, at least, you know, six months to a year to, to, um, to remove yourself from the process. Uh, by the way, I would plug a, a, a book uh, that if anyone here hasn't uh, read or listened, uh, it's called uh, The E-Myth. The E-Myth. Uh, highly, highly, highly recommend uh, mm. this book. Uh, it's, a, it's a game changer for you know, any business owners or aspiring business owners. The idea is basically um, how to uh, create systems and processes and remove yourself from, from the process of the business. I'm really summarizing it here in one line, but it's really worth um, reading. Anyway, so um, back to a property as franchise. Yes, after you know, uh, a year of operating it and, start and delegating, um, uh, some of those uh, those duties, a lot of it can be done can mm. be done remotely if you have trusted people um, that follow the the system, the processes. They are well trained and they can run your business, um, you know, on the ground. Or even just a general manager. Um, I, I had a conversation with another uh, potential franchisee who should be starting towards the end of the year, wow. um, and he has already, I think, twelve businesses. He's you know really <laughs> really big uh, business owner entrepreneur. He will not be able to uh, to run his business. Uh, hands-on but he has you know the, the means and the capital to right off the bat buy the franchise get a, a general manager paid you know whatever it might be 60k a year who runs the business for him um, that also might not be mm. for for everyone but it is an option or anything in between you know um, my point being um, pretty much any business that uh, that that you own um, you can turn it into something remote I have this conversation very often when I'm, uh, I'm networking, uh, coaches, consultants, and so on. You know, they they um, right. they often are the face of their business, and they, they make their whole business around them, um, which is great. Again, they might have some great skills and so on, but not only mm. um, they can't really right. grow and expand because they become their own bottleneck. You know, everything relies on them. Um, so I'm often telling them, hey, you should start looking at at delegating obviously some some of your duties but also 
delegating right. eventually the main course, you know, the main part of, of your job. Um, if you want to be able to either expand, duplicate, or um, you yourself, um, uh, you know, going, you know, going trouble. And, and <laughs> it is abroad. definitely, uh, you know, it is definitely lifestyle <laughs> so to, you know, to aspire to. So, yeah. And not just, you know, you know, travel, I tell people, uh, whatever it is that, makes you happy it could be uh you know just being outdoors and going hiking or spend spending time with family exactly you know I travel mean, is just one yeah. thing that you and i you know just agree on that we love so much you know and you know this applies to any aspect of anything yeah. that you know <laughs> floats people's boats you know I, I tell people i mean look at what i do travel is something i love i talk about find that thing that really works for you and that you really want to spend your free time doing and you know i i, I really exactly. appreciate you you know mentioning that and it, i just Obviously, you have a lot of you know knowledge. You've been doing this for so long, and I, you know, a lot of insights you know you've shared in this in this conversation so far. But if you have to distill it down to a couple of sentences, you know, for anyone listening to this right now, obviously, you know, business is something that you understand so well. What would you say that you know someone needs in order to go down this route of uh, just taking one's life by the horns, you know? just like grabbing the bull by the arms, but taking one's life by the arms business wise. Um, mm -hmm. because personally I enjoy the, you know, the freedom that comes with having a business, but also, you know, comes with a lot of responsibilities as well. Uh, what's your thought on that? And just maybe from your life story and your experiences, just distill it down into a couple of sentences for me, please. That's I'm gonna that's to, that's sorry, great. Take a second to think about it because I actually have a lot of things coming. Yeah, no. not that I'm 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 uh, I'm lacking answers. I actually yeah, have a lot that's... of answers. I'm trying to 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 see what is the most important. And um, so, okay, there is uh, one thing, and that actually that that's not from me. That comes from another book that has been very in, in fact impactful uh, on me. And, and basically, that's the premise of the book. It's uh, the the book mm. is the um, the happiness advantage. Um, the, the name of the author is, uh, yeah, I can't remember, but the happiness advantage, you should check it out. I read it a couple of times and basically the premise of the book is, uh, that instead of, uh, looking for success in, uh, in order to be happy, try to, you know, focus on being happy mm. and the success will come. And then the whole book is around that. And it's basically a, a treaty or an essay on, on, the. Uh, positive psychology, and he's actually one of the first one going into positive psychology, and so on. it's super interesting. But my the, my point being, um, if you if you find what makes you happy, um, right, uh, happy <laughs> and talking long term, <laughs> not just you know one hit of dopamine, uh, but something, yeah, exactly, something that drives you, something you know, I love uh, I love uh, traveling, um, I love you know learning um, about you know about mm. Islam. That's one of my passion. You know, I'm very involved in. Uh, in in, uh, in the mosque and in Islam and so on. Um, I love, you know, um, uh, exploring right. and, and uh, you know, outdoors activities and so on. So if if I manage to um, to focus on, on doing the things that um, that make me happy and content and, you know, at peace with myself, with my life and, and, and so on and where and where, with where I am um, mentally and physically, um, then, you know, this um, this mindset of always, you know, constantly being, mm. you know, a happy person and, and sharing, you know, the right vibes to, uh, to others and so on, um, will uh, right. attract um, the success one way or another. Um, 
and again, I'm not saying that I really don't want to sound uh, arrogant because I'm not saying that I'm I'm at the level of success where mm, I, I'd uh, like yeah. to be. But I don't care. I mean, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. You know, I'm working towards uh, certain yeah. goals, but th those are not my end goals. Um, you know, my my end goal is to have this this peaceful life to 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 do uh, uh, to do all those things that. Uh, um, that make me happy being surrounded with, with right. people, you know, like my wife and, and my family when I can go visit them and, and all those things, you know, volunteering, all of that, that, that drives me. So even if I don't reach that goal or that level of success, it doesn't really matter. And I, I move on to, uh, to something else. Um, that takes me <laughs> no, to my second please, point. This and is I know a very important subject. It's going to be very tough. <laughs> but my... Awesome. I'm glad you, <laughs> uh, thank you. So uh, my second point is also don't, I mean, don't rush, be patient in reaching whatever goals you, you set. Um, you, um, you know, both, for both my businesses, I, uh, I probably could have grown a lot faster. Um, and um, there would have been you know, some, some challenges and some, you know, some cool things associated to that. But I'm, I'm in the mindset mm -hmm. of you know, trying to learn along the way. Um, uh, from the failure, from the success, from, you know, from improving, you know, each step along the way and, um, and not, not rushing, uh, towards, um, towards, you know, wherever, wherever you want to be. A lot of people are right. impatient and they want to be successful hmm. right away. I want, you know, quick, quick money and so on. No, it might take a year. It might take 10 years. Doesn't matter if you're enjoying the process, if you're learning along, along the way and you're improving your, your, your ways, um, it's already, you're already winning, right? Um, and, um, yeah, that's, I think, I mean, those are the two main things, um, that, that come to mind. Um, and we could, we could definitely discuss, you know, a lot further on, 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 you know, all this idea of having the right mindset and, uh, nurturing the right mindset. Yeah, as man. You're, uh, I mean, growing the business you, or just you hit on two very important, <laughs> you know, points here and, uh, you know, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, and thanks for, you know, thanks for sharing that sounded very, uh, sounded very true to who you are. And, you know, of course I wouldn't end this conversation without you know, as, asking, uh, that question that a lot of people uh, right now, it's like oh, past midnight where you are, you know, you work remotely. You told me earlier that 1am, imagine that that's crazy. Uh, I mean, how do you, how do yeah. you manage to, uh, you know, work, I mean, <laughs> be in that time zone, of course, remote work is something something that you know is very like second nature to us as people how do you manage how do you balance all these things out you know being on the other side of the world and still mm. able to be productive as you are yeah actually i'm so glad you bring that up because i i would have been um uh, <laughs> i would have been disappointed not to 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 bring that up during this whole conversation because it's also i mean we have to talk about the, the challenges right. that come with working remotely that's that's a true fact and you know, it, it, there has to be some challenges, and uh, one of them being uh, being mindful of the time mm -hmm. zone. And uh, and you know, when you work on multiple time zones, I work on three different time zones, and um, you know, one is uh, basically eleven hours behind me, twelve hours behind wow. me, and um, and fourteen hours behind me. So you know, I'm basically you know working uh, right now uh, from roughly from six seven p.m. my time until typically until one a.m. Uh, sometimes up to two a.m. Um, and, um, and so it is okay to answer, to answer that, that point, not only being mindful of it, but actually mm -hmm. creating, um, creating habits and systems for your own life. 
Um, so I'm, I'm really big on, on habits and there are tons of great books uh, to, um, right. to, to, to learn habits. We are creatures of habits and it is very important to, to um, um, you know, wherever you are in life to have some proper, um, um, you know, um, <laughs> yes, yeah, a proper habit. I was trying to use a different word, but that's that's the one. Um, so it did take some getting used to when I moved to to Kuwait. Mm-hmm. I was five hours ahead of you know my market. Uh, now I'm twelve hours ahead of my market. So adapting my life and and it takes a few days or sometimes a few weeks mm-hmm. to actually get uh, get in that routine. <laughs> routine. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> um, but but having having a routine, you know, being yeah. a, a nomad doesn't mean right. hey, every day is craziness and every day is adventure. No, you need to have proper uh, uh, routine. Uh, you know, with my wife, middle of the day, typically either uh, noon or one p.m. We go to a coffee shop. I mm. love working. You know, I have a great office with a great Absolutely. view, but I still need to go. You know, outside. So we go to a different coffee shop. We sit down for like two hours get some work done. Then I come home. Um, we, you know, we have a, a bunch of uh, things to do. And then I start working well, by working. I mean, you know, meetings and networking mm. and, and all those things after six or 7 PM. And I go to bed typically at, you know, one thirty AM and I wake up at, um, wow. at five thirty AM. So I don't work. I don't sleep much at night because, um, yes. uh, you know, as Muslim, we have, to, we, yes. we have to pray five times a day. And the first one is at dawn. Um, so, uh, which by the way, Islam also does, gives you yes um, absolutely this, um, i agree because <laughs> you, you know, i went uh, to i actually went time. to an all-muslim high school yeah, myself know, so, so i i know so mm-hmm. much about all these things even though i i mean i'm not a muslim mm-hmm. myself but i still like to participate in all of the activities because it kind of gives you like structure and routine in a way yeah, yeah. <laughs> structure yeah exactly yeah, 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 and discipline, and discipline, um, uh, absolutely. That's something that you know, even you know, non-Muslim atheists and so on, um, uh, they they work hard on on creating systems and habits and, and discipline in their life. Well, that's something that is in, inherent to um, to, uh, to to Islam. More mm-hmm. um, more important than anything right. else, you, you you have to pray and you have to pray on time. Just to talk about only the prayer, but it's the same with fasting and mm. so on. So it actually teaches you. How to be? Um, yeah. how to there's be already those frameworks. You know, it now depends on you to apply you them into your own individual thing. lives. Exactly. It's kind of this. Exactly. Yeah. It gives you this. Uh, this. Uh, this life education, which you can then right. uh, tr- transfer to your professional life. Um, and um, and so that that has been the case for me. But back to your um uh your subject uh your, your the the topic yeah having a proper routine proper habits uh specifically for work being well organized you know having a a calendar my schedule is for every day hmm. it's pretty much scheduled by 15 minutes by 15 minutes um and uh, i was just talking about it with a close friend and a multi-business owner uh, uh jen um <laughs> if she i know she's going to be listening to that so shout out to her um and she's she's the same way uh we we have our entire schedule for the entire week you know, uh, um, uh, pr- uh, pr- you know, plugged on our calendar by every, you know, 15 wow. minutes, every 30 minutes, there is something to do work-wise or, right. you know, going to the gym, going to uh, this volunteering opportunity, going to the mosque, going to uh, to this and that. Uh, but having um, mm. a lot of uh, good organization um, in um, in your life and in your time, good time management, um, it's uh, it's also uh, crucial. That those, You know, routine, habits, time management, um, you need to develop that um, if you uh, if you want to be a successful 
Um, yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, there's vibes, so much uh, we can you know, still you know, talk about. I mean, I, have so, I was taking so much notes and a lot of things I just want to touch on, but I think that's, you know, a perfect, uh, you know, place to, you know, to leave the listeners with and just, you know, to, you know, to just round this up because obviously I don't want to take any more of your time. It's late where you are right now. <laughs> We'll do it. Of course, absolutely, we'll absolutely. We'll we, do part two. yeah, we have to. We have to. We have to. Definitely, we have to. No, I just you know want to thank you, and if, if you know if people want to you know reach and reach out to you, where can they find you? Uh, social media, you know, where can people uh, get in touch with you? Absolutely. Thank you for asking. So um, I'm very active on LinkedIn. Um, as I mentioned earlier, that's for, you know, B2B and even B2C, it's a great platform. So on um, LinkedIn, my name, Karim Kirashni, uh, K-A-R-I-M. Yeah, of course. I'll leave it in the show notes and links to everything. So I'm the only one. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, so um, so I'm the only one. If you search, you know, my name, uh, you'll uh, you'll find me. Um, if you want to learn more about property guys, so it's propertyguys.com. Um, specifically, Massachusetts. So you can Google property guys Massachusetts. You will find my website um, and, um, and and some information. And even you know my phone number. If it's someone who is in North America, if you want to text me, I'm a lot more text guy. Uh, my business line is eight five seven three zero eight one two three four. So all of the above, um, and actually, yeah, side please go on. <laughs> note, sorry, side plug, uh, plug. Um, my business, my cleaning business, my cleaning business. I just thought about it, but I'm actually looking to to fully sell the whole business now. I sold only fifty percent last year. We've done a lot of improvement and, and grew the business. Uh, now it's in great position to be sold. So if mm. there is someone in Canada or North America who is looking for uh, pretty much a turnkey business with two branches in Halifax and Ottawa. And uh, is interested in um, you know looking into it. Yeah, and, same, and uh, one more thing that just came to mind as you were talking about that because and, uh, I I mean personally uh, I mean because uh, co coincidentally I was talking to someone a few days ago a guy uh, uh, by the name of Neil and he has a successful you know cleaning business like I said he has a franchise now now he, he runs a franchise model for this business that he started you know from his room you know a couple of years ago and I, I more nice. and more I've been thinking about the idea of you know uh, Look, looking into the idea of starting something similar, like in a local market, you know, where I'm based you know, in the Baltimore, Washington region. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one thing I struggle with that I think where, where I'm going with this is the fact that you know, a lot of people listening to this, I know for a fact, because I was just, you know, talking to a listener the other day and we kind of just connect and you're sharing business ideas and whatnot. And that's something that really caught their ears. And they were thinking, but I mean, how do you even start this thing? It seems like there's a, you know, there's a good opportunity here. And I think, you know, what someone listening to this, for mm -hmm. example, myself and, you know, that other guy might be interested in, can I, can I talk to this guy mm -hmm. about how to even start a local cleaning service? You know, how to, I mean, what frameworks do I need to put in place? What, what, what do I need to have out, you know, website, uh, you know, booking, booking tools and, and whatnot. And I think a lot of people might be interested in talking to you about that as well as, you know, you know, this property guys uh, that we talked about. So if you're open to that, I will leave your contact and of course, in the show notes and people can reach out to you maybe just you know book a call in the calendar just talk about all of those things because i think there's an opportunity there as well most certainly yeah absolutely i'd be more than happy i mean i'm very open as you mentioned at the very beginning uh, this is the kind of 
business right. and industry <laughs> where there is no shortage of clients. There is enough to eat for everyone. So it's, I think it's important to, uh, to help one another. Pretty much every other cleaning uh, company order mm. that I've met, even within my market, we ended up just, you know, being friends and uh, even, you know, helping one another, sending some business to one another, because there is, you know, uh, it's one of those industries where there is um, so much uh, right. potential business that there is no point being in competition. Um, you know, uh, and you mentioned plumber earlier, um, you know, contractor, um, uh, uh, landscaping. So a lot of industries like this, if you look into it, um, there is a, a ton of potential. Uh, it doesn't take that much to get started. Maybe, you know, less than a thousand dollars, two thousand dollars tops. Um, and, um, and, and yeah, you can basically grow from scratch, learn the business, mm -hmm. turn it into an actual business instead of just a job. Um, and then just being right. the owner instead of being the, the, the manager. And as you're the owner, you can sell it, you can expand it, you can, you know, there is a lot of potential, Absolutely. you can work on it remotely and so on. So that's kind of in a nutshell how it, 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 it goes. Um, look into what you need initially for your industry in cleaning. You need, you know, maybe the bare minimum a Facebook, you know, uh, business Facebook accounts, some, you know, cleaning supplies. Um, and, and mm. that's it, you know, and you put an ad or two on Craigslist, like that's the bare minimum cost you maybe 500 bucks. You can get started. You're going to start making some, you know, some money, see how much you want to price yourself, start making some money, <laughs> Reinvest. Don't of course. spend that money, <laughs> reinject it into <laughs> the business, maybe into, yeah, <laughs> maybe into some ads, maybe into a website, um, maybe into some, you know, more supplies and better supplies. You're going to make some more mm. money the next month uh, and so on and so forth. You know, then, you know, some social media uh, uh, posting and advertising, um, some networking. Usually networking is free or very cheap. Meet some people and, and wow. you can go from there. That I just literally just That's... gave you the, the first three steps to start one of those businesses. It's, it's that simple. That's pretty awesome, man. Yeah, I mean, thanks for yeah, thanks for sharing that, and just thank you for just having bringing a great, uh, you know, positive attitude into this conversation and just sharing as much as you have. I really truly appreciate that because you just you know made this whole thing easy for me, and I just had to you know pick out from you know whatever you said and just go from there. I really appreciate that, and yeah, I'll put uh, Kareem's uh, contact information, everything you want to know about him, how you can reach out to him in the show notes you can go uh, grab it and be in touch with him i know i'll be in touch with him <laughs> because i have so much to learn in this in this whole field myself so uh thank you again for coming man and uh, hopefully we'll have uh, part two of this conversation thank you so much it was a real treat to uh, to be chatting with you i did not see the time flying i don't know if it was an hour or so uh but i could work for another three hours <laughs> yeah, you gave me a big boost of you know energy and <laughs> and, uh, and, ah, uh, and and insight. so thank good. you so much for having me and and once again uh, uh congratulations on on your show code it, it, it does bring a lot of value to people it is a niche that where where we need this kind of uh, information and, and value um so yeah keep good keep doing what you're doing um it's uh it's awesome thank you man i appreciate i appreciate those comments and uh, i'll talk to you again soon